everybody. We are back. Welcome to another episode of More Than The Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside The Box Digital. And you know I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO, Chadio. What's good, baby? Uh, we in the building, man. I'm feeling good today. I got on yellow. I'm here to brighten up your life, baby. Thanks for sunshine. Right, you know, if it ain't bright, it just ain't right. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying my boy Ray no, today. I'm loving the energy hard. already. I'm loving the energy, hard. man. We hey. as usual, y'all. You know, we got a great episode lined up. We got a great guest here today that we're gonna really get into and really celebrate today. But you know, before we introduce this young lady, let's get into some house cleaner items. First, shout out mm-hmm. to y'all, the listeners, the yep. subscribers, the, the followers, man. We're growing and glowing across every platform, and it's because right. of y'all. So we truly appreciate y'all, man. And we're gonna keep this thing rolling and also wait wait shout out to instagram we got to give instagram a big shout out ever since we've been going live on instagram man yo the views and the comments and the interactions have been going through the moon shout out to our instagram people man we love y'all they tuning in, man. I'm gonna let y'all know ig if y'all want to get on the show and get your comments on the show go to youtube go to youtube we can have your drink pop up on the show you get your love we'll shout you out and all that they yeah. didn't integrate it yet, y'all. So that's something we're working on. Hopefully they get together and whatever's whatever. Y'all know the vibes. But don't but don't worry. I'm monitoring the comments. If y'all say something, I'll shout you out. I make I make sure I do the best that I can. I'm Sometimes the boy be potting. Sometimes he be potting. You know yeah, what I'm saying? <laughs> but but also you already know, shout out to our you know distribution partners, the live podcast network, the first woman-owned black-owned podcast network it in is. the world. So if yep. you want more content from black creators like more than the title make yep. sure you download the app the qr codes right there we're yep. gonna give y'all five seconds five yep. four three two one you know the vibes we out of here there it is and with that said you already know I'm, I'm ready i'm ready to get a pop i'm ready to pop with my sound effects let's start the show let's get it popping with that said y'all let's introduce this queen this sister is First of all, the founder of Sister in Sales, which is the largest global organization for women of color in sales. She founded this organization out of determination to promote, support, and encourage women of color in sales across all industries. Sisters in Sales partners with Fortune 500 companies, tech startups, and consulting businesses to help them attract, hire, and retain women of color sales professionals. Sis also provides world-class training, network opportunities, and above all else, sisterhood for underrepresented communities. Her work in you know in, in technology spans across bond fund, Yelp, data miner. She's also worked uh, at LinkedIn and most recently with the senior client partner at Twitter. Let's mm-hmm. introduce the founder of Sister in Sales, Miss Chantel George. Let's give it to her. Hi, Come on, Thank baby. You I'm gonna go ahead and say first period is officially second. Welcome you to the all show. the graph. You've got all the sounds for everything. <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> you never know. You're full service. Oh, listen, everybody's sipping at the same time. If you're sipping, you might as well go ahead and get you a more than the title cup. Was whatever cup will keep your yak cold for two hours or keep your tea hot. Or your wine or anything oh, you're wow. drinking. Any beverage is all perfect. So make sure you get that. And, and, and you might be a coffee drinker like myself. You want the right. mug. Well, listen, if, 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 listen. I, I just want to let them know, if you want the mug or you want the coffee, you want anything else, there's the QR code right there for you. Go ahead and scan that. You see the merchandise up there. We got that for you. Anything you need, we got you. Be clear. Get on yourself. <laughs> you already know the vibes. But sis, welcome to the show, queen. Yeah. Thank you. So, well, I didn't know you all had all this merchandise. I kind of feel left out. I have a big <laughs> 
We're going to send and you a like, shirt. Surprised. There's all this coordination and choreography. I'm like, I don't know if I got the memo. I wasn't prepared. No, you're prepared. So, you're prepared. Yeah. You, you being real, you you prepared. Yeah, you prepared. You know, we, okay. we, 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 me and Jared have this thing. We go back and forth a lot. Like we have the merchandise, we wear the shirts and stuff. So we, you know, we yell at each other when we're not branding. So if we don't have on the shirts or the sweaters and stuff like that, at least we got to have the cup. Got to have something with the brand. You got to have something. I, I, love have something. I mean, <laughs> so my logo has pink, white, black. So I'm wearing black. So that's kind of, if you ever come to our conference, it's pink from head to toe. It's oh, well, completely listen, well, listen. like I love pink. Yeah. They call me pastel chatty. Pastel, so chatty. pastel chatty. That's what they call me. So you know, okay. they in my lane right now and bring out the lemon pepper steppers. Lemon peppers. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon pepper. We're gonna be in calm with the steppers on. <laughs> the steppers. We're gonna see us on the beach. Steppers on. <laughs> I love that. You know, I want to let the listeners know, man. This is gonna be a powerful, powerful episode, Absol- man. Absolutely. Please pay attention to what's going on. This queen is about to drop a lot of gems. So please, please pay attention. I guarantee you, you're gonna walk away scratching your head like, God damn. Yeah, I, right now. I, I think I think we should start because as you yeah. were talking about the branches, let's yeah. let's talk about sis. What, what was yeah. there a specific moment or something that happened in your career that made you want to create this organization? Right. Okay. Yes. Many times. Um. So. I did not think I was going to work in sales and I did not really go to school for it. I actually went to school for pre-law and then I went to school for communications and, and just a whole host of things that were not related to sales. Um, And then when I got into sales, there were not a lot of black women. And so then there was that, Um, but I was okay at the time to just kind of keep my head down. And then um, I saw that there were so many people around me making a ton of money becoming managers, becoming directors. And then I started to wonder, well, why not me? What is it about me that does not afford me these opportunities? So Mm -hmm. I went out networking as we do to find other people who can help answer those questions. Mm -hmm. And I went to different events and there were no black women in sales there. So instead of spinning my wheels, Mm -hmm. I decided to create the space that should exist in the world. And so here we are now, seven years later, we are 12,000 community members. We're in 36 Ooh. countries and we have uh, major events and we're celebrating seven years. Ooh, you said a community of 12,000 sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, Fire. I gotta jump, I gotta jump Fire. into it because she says something that's kind of like, she's seen a problem. We don't have representation. Why, you know, why don't we don't have this? Why we don't have that? And she automatically jumped to, well, let me create that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say right off the back, that's not an easy task, sis. You gotta gotta give us some background on what made you feel comfortable with jumping into the entrepreneurial field because everybody cannot do that, right? We all know ev- this is not for everybody. What made you feel comfortable with saying I'm gonna start my own and having the the, the fruition to say I'm gonna stick this through to make sure that it's successful? Okay, so the the real answer is okay. Um. I didn't know if I was cut out to be an entrepreneur. So my fian- my mm. boyfriend at the time, it was my fiance, it was my boyfriend at the time. He told me to update my resume with what I actually did for my company, which at the t- time I was working on on the side. He mm. said, put all the deals you've ever closed, put all the people you've ever worked with, put all of the different milestones you've ever done. And then I went looking for jobs. 
And every time they looked at my resume, they were like, you doing this, and but you want to work here? And they would mm. ask me questions and I was responding, but it wasn't as like, if they asked me a question about the business, I, I, my face would light up and I would be so passionate. And his experiment was to show me that I was the only person that was holding me back. And that if I just actually put my accomplishments on paper and gave it to someone and they looked at it, that they would see that I'm not meant to be an employee. I'm meant to run my own company because. Message. Oh, I hit the wrong one. We both hit the same. We got hit with the message. Right. We got double messages. So it happened. And, yes. you know, I, I had one, one interaction. I was so close. What I thought, I thought I was so close to getting this job. And um, the guy was my brother-in-law's army buddy. Exactly. And I think in any other circumstance, off the strain of family, he would have been like, you know what? Let's get this woman a job. But he called my brother-in-law and said, I know Chantel is capable of so much more. And I also have a family to feed. So yeah. I know she's going to be working on her business and working here, but I know who she really wants to work on her business. So right. not because I don't think that she's excellent, but she needs to work on her business. And like after going through that for several months, I just said, you know what, let me just work on my business. And that's how it started. And it's just never stopped since then. And I think that so um, sometimes it's not me just, I, I'm always transparent. I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and struggle, right. you know, and eventually, you know, win. Yeah. yeah. But I am going to be honest with my accomplishments. And I think right. companies will look at that and they'll say, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. As you say, hold on, hold on. First of all, I, I I love and I felt that. Yeah. And seven years in, you said something. The key word I heard was the struggle. Yeah. We talk about a lot of people just see the end goal, but they don't realize the real beauty is in the struggle, in the journey, right? So could you tell us a little bit about that journey to get to where you are today? Like, what are some of the hardships you had to overcome to be the sister you are today? I mean, I just got through one today. I was at the bank for seven hours. <laughs> so, you said, wait, hold on. I didn't even hear that. What you said? I said, I just got through one today. I was at the bank for seven hours. They didn't want to clear the check. They didn't want to cut the check. Oh, well, oh. you know, banks are funny, especially with Black businesses, right? It, I feel like they take you through a bit more rigor than maybe our yeah. other counterparts. Yeah. So I spent a long time going through my website, talking about the press I've received, um, talking about the partners that we have, you know just to get to a higher level of service. So one of the struggles does come with proving yourself. You don't have a mm. Fortune 100 name to rely upon that will open doors for you. Your brand is the door opener. So you have to be really good at articulating what your brand does and how powerful it is so that it can support you getting to the next phase, which is why I love the different branded elements you have. You've got to be your biggest cheerleader. Like today, I thought I was going to go into the bank and say, I want a better level of service. I'm doing this much revenue. And they were like, okay. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to start selling. I with my sales hat on. I said, okay, let me bring out my computer. Mm -hmm. These are all the things that I've done. These are all the things that I'm going to do. And then what should, you know, what I thought was going to be a few minutes turned into a five, six hour conversation, but it was good because I met a lot of people and now I have the relationships I need. And if I have an issue, pick up the phone, call a direct line, get my needs met, but you have to fight for yourself. You have to fight for your brand. You have to fight for your place in the world every day, all the time. There's no established brand that's going to do that for you. You know, you work at a large company, you don't have to do that. It takes care of itself. You're on the backs of a hundred year old business. 
it takes care of itself. But when you're building your brand, you have to take care of it. It's a different way of thinking about yourself and your value. Yeah. I don't, I, I message. Love what you just said, but she says something that I got to backtrack on because I think it's so relevant in today's climate. She said her boyfriend, who's now her fiance, Mm-hmm. told her to do the resume and we're going to do it this way to show her something, right? Look at what that does. Number one, support system. We talk about this, right? Stop fucking saying when you become successful that you did it by yourself because you did not, right? Somewhere, somewhere down the line, somebody helped you, right? So the support system, number one. Number two, the fact that as a man, he still pumped his woman up to say, is, even if he's not an entrepreneur, because I don't know what he does, right? He might yeah. have a nine to five, but he's like, I believe in you enough and oh I'll support you enough to show you that you don't need to be doing this. Even if I'm at this level, you need to be, you know what I mean? We cannot, we cannot go past that because there's too many conversations nowadays about men that do not support strong women, right? And, and, and our efforts to provide this family dynamic, right? Cause she said fiance. So clearly they're building a family dynamic together. Mm-hmm. That is very important in today's climate. So shout out to whoever your fiance is for, you know, having the, 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 the fortitude to back you and the vision to see that. Oh, fucking air horn for black love. You know what That's I'm saying? That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Champion we and not just go right past that and not say That's shout out. To you saying that. Yeah, his name is Malik Washington. He's an amazing, okay. Right, um, Beyonce, and we actually are looking at wedding um, venues uh, this weekend. Malik, year, so shout out to him for real. But yes, it definitely yeah. takes someone to your point about black love, yeah, um, supporting you. But it's in partnership, and um, you know, he said to me when we met, "It doesn't take all day to see sunshine," and I thought that was such a beautiful way. I'm putting that in my repertoire. <laughs> God damn, Malik, we stealing that one. Yeah. Well, I was like, wow, you know, because to your point about, you know, there's a lot of propaganda right now about black women, black women, and black men, and I don't want to go in that direction at all. But I totally understand what you're saying. We celebrate. No, it's, it's not about going in that direction, but we have to acknowledge it. We're not going to sit here because this is yeah. for the culture. We're not going to sit here and turn the blind eye to it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're going to acknowledge it. We're going to celebrate it and we can move on, but we're definitely going to celebrate it. Cause guess what? When it doesn't happen, then you, you hear about it. Right. That's true. Right. I will give you that. I will mm-hmm. give you that. Yeah, I just, absolutely. the sensationalism around it, I think absolutely. sometimes is the essence, but I do appreciate you pausing there because absolutely. I certainly can't do this alone. And I, it's not possible. It's just not possible. Yeah. So yeah. I do, I do agree with that. And you, know, it feel, you know what? It feels good as a black man, because you know, the, the age old saying is behind every black, strong black man is a strong black woman. So now you can say behind this strong black woman is another strong black man. Look how That's dope right. that is. That's absolutely correct. How dope oh, that is. That makes us feel good as strong black men ourselves. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And you know, uh, the brand is about that. So I just actually came from filming an interview similar to this um, mm-hmm. with a black woman executive in the DMV area. Mm-hmm. And she met her husband at 18 and oh. they've been married for 30 years. Ooh, and so I can't start at her career because it her, she's been married longer than her career. Right. You have to start at how, like the partnership. Exactly. How did you 
establish that foundation to right. be successful, to be on track to being a vice president at a large brand. And yeah. so I think you're absolutely right to talk about this. Like the framework and the foundation required to be successful includes partnership. It is very difficult to do this alone. And if it's not a romantic partnership, a familial relationship, somebody has somebody. to be there. Somebody <laughs> gotta be there. Where you at? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, somebody. Come on, help me, please. Help me, please. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. No, I love it. I absolutely love it, yeah. Yeah, John. I, I, oh, no, no. I was just saying that's, that's real talk. I, I did want to get into because you did say you was in law school and like you made the transition into sales. Right. For me, I'm in sales. Right. I just lucked up in it. Right. I was, you know, doing a bunch of odd end jobs. I was a waiter. All this other shit. I was in the streets, found sales on on fucking Indeed.com. And next day, you know, I'm actually good at this shit. And yeah. then you realize all the BS in tech. Like one thing that you acknowledged that I love is the isolation as a black person in tech. Right. Yep. The isolation you feel. You're the one of you're the one. It's not you're the minority in every space. In one spot, I was the one of 332 employees. I was the only black person. Yeah. So imagine how yeah. that feels in that island. So like, so when you say that, you go to the conference, you see one black person, you give them the head nod. You know what I'm saying? But we so yeah. fragmented and segmented that it's like, yeah. oh. so I'm I'm so proud that you did this. So I'm well, curious it's also how you got in it. Sales, you know, it's like alone on the when you're on your team and when you're calling people. You're also not calling people from your culture either. So, but the reason why I like sales and why I continue to think it's a good job for us okay. is because there is gamification involved and there, and I'm, I'm competitive with myself and I'd like to put a goal and achieve that goal. And I also like the way that you can achieve goals and also live a really fruitful life. Um, and your ability to make money comes from your input. And I love that. It's the harder I work, the more money I make, love it. That's there are very life. few careers that are that linear. Plus you can work around your schedule. So if I over, over exceed my numbers in month one, yeah. I can pull back a little bit month two, month three. Like that is to me, that is a great deal. So Absolutely. I wanted to become really good at it so that I could have a flexible lifestyle. And a lot of people would look at a quota and be nervous. And I'm, I, I see a quota, I break it down into days, I break it down into hours, I break it down into minutes, I break it down into small tasks. And I'm there, I hit it, I move on. I can go back mm -hmm. and live my own personal life. Message. Yeah, no somebody's more. very organized. Somebody's very organized. I am, that was, that was I am actually, funnily enough, this may come as a surprise to most. I am not a type A person. I am a type B person. I am all about relationships. I have a very strong sense of relationship health. If I think a relationship is dying, I have intuition of when to call someone and just say, thinking of you, gotcha. or this reminded me of you. Like I have a good relationship rhythm. So it's not necessarily. No, but that's, that's, that's phenomenal because you're the CEO. Your company is based in sales, and and what's best in sales but relationships, right? Absolutely. Your 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 network is your net worth. That's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Your net worth. So the fact that you are fostering these relationships, the fact that you're fostering these relationships, and you're doing it in the terms of, hey, I'm just thinking about you. You know, Merry Christmas, right? Like, uh, 
you know, it's your birthday, happy birthday. It shows that you're more invested than just the sales call. You're more invested than just let's close out on this deal and then I don't speak to you and I don't know you. So that's why build that kind of a relationship. That's the longevity game, right? That's the game you're playing, the longevity, because now even if somebody can't work with you or do anything for you in this moment, they'll never forget the relationship that you have because things always change, right? See, but, 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 but but you know what? It doesn't work like that in sales because we're taught to be and taught and trained to be transactional. I know. I know. That, that's the thing. And then you you know what it is, Chantel. We're yeah. trained. To, so when you're saying that, hey, I got to hit my quota. I'm breaking it down. That's the smart way. That's probably yeah. you're in the 5% of salespeople that do that. But the reality is the 77% of salespeople fail or get fired within the first year. Right. For not hitting that quota, for not having the proper training, for not knowing how to account plan and map out your territory, to not know and make excuses. And you only can control what you can control. But like you said, if you hit it right and if you hit that stride, if you organize like Chantel is saying, you build those relationships, you can make 800, 900 grand. Bust your ass versus being a teacher where you could be the best teacher in New York City and your salary is going to be a salary, unfortunately. Right. But you also have to be a go getter. And let me, let me let me say it to you. Some people are very good at organization right they're organizational workers if you tell them what to do they can do it no problem right they can do it but the moment see sales is like innovative you got to sometimes come up with creative ways to get this fucking deal closed right that's the difference like not a lot of people outside the box can think outside of the scope how do i close this deal how do i get this client to answer the phone how do i get this client to answer this email when he's receiving 500 emails a day you know what i mean so yeah right so that's Huh? That's the beauty. It can be taught. Yeah, I'm not saying it can't, but when you have a natural ineptitude to something, you still shine through, is what I'm saying. No, no, That's absolutely. That doesn't. You understand what I'm saying? That's what well, I'm isn't, saying. isn't that, but isn't that part of your training too, sis? Right? As part of the sister foundation that you train and help, like when they come into tech, what that process we is. We train, we train on right now, there's um a shift. So you need to have some like tech, not technical, but you do need to know, you do need to sell what's very, I guess, popular right now. AI is popular. Machine learning is popular. You have subject matter expertise of what is popular. And you need to Mm -hmm. know, to your point, how to be creative to get the deal done. Um, There was a world where, to your point, Jared, um, you were given a playbook and then you were just said, go into the wild and and make it happen. Um, Nowadays, I think companies are pulling back on teaching and they want people to come with more knowledge so there's an increase of classes and courses and gurus and these people and that people and everybody has a course and a thing that they're telling. And, and this is this is good. We do want more education out there in the world. But to your point, yeah. you do need that je ne sais quoi, that go-getter aspect. You could learn anything and there's always going to be something yeah, have it. always going to be a way to do things. You kind of like, and I know this because when I was a sales manager, I had 17 reps. And I could tell who really liked who it was and was trying to figure it out. Who was just paying the bills. It. And um, and I could also tell, and this is a little bit of a tangent, okay. I could also yeah. tell who was going to be successful unintentionally. So I remember, I'll never forget this story. There was this white guy who was on my team and he was so good at just standing his ground. Like uh-huh. a customer tried to push him around. He would just say, no. Customer asked for a discount. He would just say, no. He was like very, I, he was very stoic and rigid. And, you know, coming, uh-huh. from, where uh-huh. I come from, coming from the North Bronx, 
I'm calling people and, you know, they may be saying, I don't have the money or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, here's a discount. Here's this, here's that. Because I'm accustomed to making sure that, you know, I'm buying with my wallet, as they say. I'm selling with my wallet, which is at the time, if I don't have a lot of money, I can't imagine selling something more than what I have in my bank account. That is money mm. that I had when I started out. So mm. to this guy, he's so good at saying no. He's so good at, at, at pushing for big deals. And I was like, my gosh, like, where did this all come from? Yeah. What yeah. I mean about intentionally being good. Well, it turns out he actually is the heir, one of the heirs of the Dunkin' Donuts fortune. And so yeah. he doesn't have needs, right? <laughs> This is you met Duncan. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you met Duncan. What the hell? You had undercover boss on your job. I guess. I mean, Yo. this is just a job for him to sharpen up his communication skills. He doesn't have means. He can ask for this much. This isn't a big deal. This is not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And you know his ability to just lay foundation, like lay boundaries with customers, even with me, um, was interesting. And I, and I had to unlearn my you know like i said selling with my wallet i had to unlearn what that looked like because if i consistently think that someone can't afford something because i can't afford something i will never be successful so over the mm -hmm. decade i unlearned that behavior oh uh, we, we got a message something too that i was about um <laughs> about the gurus and influencers so before we continue we got to pay some bills we'll be right back <laughs> You can get your courses here at <laughs> otbdigital.com. If you want to know how to develop your personal brand, be an influencer, be on the homepage like Jared, and be rocking with Chad, and be rocking with Chantel, and you don't want to make a thousand calls, Let's, come find out the source, how the algorithm works, how to create good content in five, yes. four, three, two. <laughs> Back to the show, y'all. My bad. <laughs> okay. Nice segue. You know what I mean? You throw it up. The gurus is a market, and we're trying to fulfill the market. Uh, needs. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I understand. <laughs> Let me tell you, right? One of my um, I'll never forget this. One of my first jobs that I ever had, I think I was like 14 or something. You know, I had just got my working papers, was um a call center in White Plains. Um, my cousin's stepfather worked there. He was like, I can get you guys a job, you make a lot of money. It was commission-based. That's when I first learned about commission. And they sat you in front of a computer and you read a script, right? If they pick up, you read this page. If they hang up, you do like that, right? And then we had a sheet and, how, you know, how many you run through the sheet, you check off, you check off, you, you know, cross off and do you get another sheet? And I'm telling you, I read the sheet and I'm like, yeah, hi, my name's Chad. And, uh, you know, and I'm just saying, like, we were asking very invasive questions, like, you know, how much money do you make? Or how much money do you have in your 4K? We're just doing a survey. You know? And I would get hung up so many times, like, fuck this program. <laughs> no, I, I'm being honest with you. And the way I started really making money was I, I was innovative. I was like, listen, I know you're about to hang up. All I need is two minutes. If I don't convince you in two minutes, you can go and hang, hang up. I never come back. And that's how I started to get people to stay on the line more. Need a hook. I, I became less robotic and more human. Need a hook. Right? Less robotic and more human. But that's what I'm saying. I found creative ways. Now, remind you, you know, you're in a bullpen. It's like a hundred of us. All you hear is phones go. It's like a call center. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And you can see who's doing well and who's not doing well. And like I said, based on my experiences, the people that didn't do well is the ones that weren't innovative. The ones that didn't add their own flavor to it, their own personality to it. It's just the ones that just tried to read the screen, tried to just do it by the book, and they had minimal success. That You know? Yeah, you got to want it. Matter of fact, let's go. 
Let's take him. Let's take him to sales. Let's take him to sales class. Second period. period. Okay. So I want to say this. So like a lot of us, unfortunately, a lot of us black folks really only experience what you just described, Chad and Jarrett. You're Mm -hmm. in a room, you're making cold calls, you got a script. And that is what the common perception of sales is. And I also was in a room making calls on a script and my dad walked in once. This was back in the day when he was still with us. And he was like, are you a telemarketer? And I was like, kind of. <laughs> so ultimately, I, I, that was also the reason why I looked outside of the building because it, to me, didn't make sense. I was like, there's a lot of white people here. And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Where is this job going? It can't yeah. just be this. Yeah. And so that's when I expanded my network and I found other people who had been in sales for 10, 15 years, making a lot of money on private jets, going to these events, having these homes. And so we don't often get out of that churn and burn space to experience what sales can do for you outside of that one stage. And that is what yeah. I've been doing with the company, which is exposing our community to what happens after you graduate from that space. There is a world where you'll fly, your company will pay you to fly to a client for lunch. Your company will pay you, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars base salary to maintain a book of business that's multi-million dollars. Your company will pay you to have people underneath you doing reporting and doing campaign and et cetera, et cetera, um, to make sure that you are maintaining the book of business. Hold on, I, hold on, I just got disrespected. What about me? So you L- say, L- LinkedIn, LinkedIn user 457. Please <laughs> shout out Chad. Oh, no, LinkedIn Please user. Shout out Chad. cheese on this motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, you. That's true. Right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm here too. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout my guy out. Shout my guy out. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do me like that. Come on, LinkedIn. He's starting to post more. Listen, I posted more this year than I've ever did in my life. Come on, man. It's only January. Give me a break. That, that, uh, that. tell you're absolutely right. Um, but unfortunately, unless they hear it from somebody like yourself that they can look at and they can relate to, they don't know about it. That is that is one of the cultural um, weights that's weighing down our community now. Miseducation. <laughs> she said, still ain't say hi. Still ain't say hi. <laughs> still ain't say hi. So, um, you know, miseducation and um, just miseducation when not getting the right information and non-education when you're not getting information at all. You understand what I'm saying? And these are the two things that we're battling with the most to try to improve into the community, because guess what? The better you, you, everybody makes choices based on the information that they have in front of them at the moment, right? So the the better the information, hopefully the better the choice you'll make, the decision that you'll make. The worse the information, then you can only decide to do something based on the facts that you have in front of you. Yeah, but you have to, but you, with chance, you had to want it. Like it goes back to being a top 5% of salesperson. You start out the top sales professionals that were on the private jet. There we go. You try to get in proximity. There you go. You know what I mean? But you got to meet you too. Hey, make your profile public and we shout you. LinkedIn user 457, come on. <laughs> Announce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but real talk, you sought out yeah. the top professionals, right? And like proximity. I'm a curious person. I ask a lot of questions. As you should right. be. I don't like to just sit in situations and not know what's going on around me. 
Um, and these sales classes, especially when you start out, they'll hire 100 people. And by the end of the first year, there's 10 people left. Yeah. You know, either they yeah. are be either fired because of performance or they moved up. And so I just wanted to know where were they going and and how do they know where to go? So I, I've always been a curious person. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, this can sometimes be something that affects us as women is that we feel like asking questions removes our authority. I have a completely opposite position on that. I feel like I would be talking out of my behind if I don't ask questions to get clarity first. I know a lot of people like to jump into solutions and jump into, well, I know the answer. I wanna know exactly what's going on. Like, why is it this way? What are you gonna do about it that way? And so that's why I was like, I'm gonna ask the questions. I'm going to figure it out. And I had a lot of coffee chats. I had a lot of discussions with people and they told me about their jets and told me about their salaries, $500,000 here, $600,000 there. I was like, I'm not going to stop there. How exactly? Tell me exactly how this happened. And I took out my little notebook and I wrote it down and I realized this was so valuable. So then my first ever event, I got mm. 10 women together and I said, I want you all to meet one another because you've never been in a room with other black women in sales before. And I've got some questions for you. And I wanted to ask some questions, but I couldn't because they were so busy talking to each other and asking each other questions. <laughs> and how they got there and right. where was all of this and all of, and, and, you know, how did they break through this and that? And then I just like looked back at the head of the table and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to build this thing. I don't need to ask any more questions. Let's just build it. That's and hard. That's that was what happened. And so I met someone at Salesforce who, um, you know, she was inspired. I said, I had a dinner with 10 women. They're in sales. They seem like they're really excited about being with each other. And she was like, well, why don't you just have an event here at our office? And I said, really, I can do that. And she said, absolutely. She gave me the ability to do it. She said, we're not going to really do much more than the office. I said, okay, I I'll figure it out. I found this black owned chef. I found this, you know, wine sponsor and I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything. And almost 150 people showed up. Wow. Just all those questions that they had about where their jobs could go and where their life could be. And they felt good at sales, but didn't have enough maneuvering and massaging. And so the rest is kind of history from there. That was That's a great dope. comment at the right time. Chantel is inspiration and a role model That's as you were going all. That's a fact. Shit, let me add the bell. <laughs> there you go. That's that's called instant validation. Absolutely. Instant validation. I think that's so dope. You know, I think I think people. I'm just gonna be honest. I think people in general are curious, right? Naturally curious, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and. If you put enough like-minded individuals into a room, it'll the conversation will definitely spark itself. You know what I mean? If you provide, how they say, like if you build it, they will come. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you provide the right environment where somebody can feel safe and feel like, oh, this is a dope environment, a, a safe space for me to come and you know be myself and learn some things, you'll be surprised what 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 can happen from a message. Yeah, real talk. Uh, you know, as we're talking about the business too, this so first event, right? 150 people show out. You know, you 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 didn't have the website. Talk to us about the business and how you figured you was gonna monetize this thing. Right. Wow. That's the hard part. It, yeah. No, it's, not, it's a good question. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that <laughs> get somebody to pay for the passion is fucking hard. Right. No. Um. 
I was building this, like I said, while I was working in sales. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my goal was to create the community. I wasn't immediately mm -hmm. going to monetize the community. It was, let's just create the community. Let's just see if these people will get out of, get up out of bed in the morning to go to this event or will come to this event after work. And so I was bootstrapping it, putting mm -hmm. my own salary into the food and the refreshments and using my own network to find panelists and different speakers. And I did that for at least two years. Wow. And, um, and then in the third year, um, I started thinking about sponsorship. Would, would companies pay because our audience was so rare? There are just not a lot of people in sales, specifically black women, women of color in sales together that loved being in sales. So like you can always find a bunch of sales people. There's sales people all over the world, but these women love it. Like they really love it. And they've made it something that they're passionate about. So any company would want them. They're also just really good. They're not just, they don't just love it, but they're sharp and they're intelligent and they're fashionable and they're sophisticated. And I created this really amazing, beautiful group of women that everyone wants to be in the room with. And so I was like, well, we should monetize this so I can scale it. If I can't scale it, I can't keep doing the work. Right. Mm, that's so it. I monetized that's it. it. I put together sponsorship packages and people bought them. And then they really bought them because Ooh. George Floyd, um, his murder sparked a serious surgence of sponsorship. We couldn't keep up with the demand. And we mm. had thankfully had, you know, had a brand, been doing this, been bootstrapping it, put my own money in it you know, recruiting everybody I know to be a part of it. And so we were prepared for the demand, but it was even more so than we could have ever thought. Our wow. inbox was off the hook. It's like right time, right place. Congratulations. And it was, it was great. We went, you know, pretty much 20x our revenue. Wow. Message. Ooh, are you gonna do you think you're gonna get 20x and not get a message? We'll just run by that. Well, yeah, she got a 20x and not get a 20x, little 20x. Yeah, I wait, my fault. Fourth economics. It was an incredible time, and those two years of just investment in these programs were mm. out of control. And it was an opportunity at the same time. Now we're two years in George Floyd. We're two years yeah. in the pandemic. We're two years yeah. in all the stuff. Yeah. And now this is the big milestone. I've been able to scale. The funding is coming in. And now the pandemic is starting to become a thing of the past. And no one is thinking about, hi, that's hey. so wonderful. And that's, that's Joy. If, it, if that's still you, Joy. Joy is my people's, man. She great people's out on the West Coast, the recruiter. Yeah, Joy I know, the recruiter. Joy. You know, you know that's, that's, the, that's my homie. I know Much Joy. Love to Joy. Hi, Joy. I, I Joy. West Coast, West Side. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, well, maybe Joy will recall this. The two years of the pandemic is now slowing down. Virtual events are slowing down and revenues from diversity initiatives are slowing down. So I'm sitting here mm -hmm. to the end of those two years and I'm like, okay, this is a big, this is a big one. This as entrepreneurs, this is where the rubber meets the road because you can have a blip of success and you can take your profits and go and say, this was a great idea. Let me just hit the road. 
I looked at our profits because it was all virtual. So we were able to really save a lot of money. And I said, we're going to invest it in an in-person event, invested everything into an in-person event, scaled it. It's at all. three full days of event of programming. We had Taraji P. Henson as a keynote speaker. We just all, everything. I was like, this is my love letter to this universe. This is it. I'm going to give it everything I've got. I'm now full-time. I've given all of those proceeds towards this business. And then we did it again last year. I did it again. Put all my chips on the table. Got Kerry Washington to be our keynote speaker. Wow. All the brands. Walmart's the key sponsor. All of these brands coming in. And I'm preparing to do it again. And Damn! Then- Talk that talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm doubling down. Yeah. I believe in us. God. I do. I believe in us. I, I, I believe. believe in. Don't ever go to the casino with that attitude. <laughs> no, no. We, no, we <laughs> betting on, we betting on black. Don't ever go to the casino with that like, attitude. <laughs> she betting on black. I made, I made I too much. I, I have yet to be disappointed. I have yet to be disappointed by our community showing up for us. Nice. Because this is a, a serious need that yeah. we need. Those of us that want to be in sales yeah. don't know where to find each other and don't know where to find opportunities. So, so far. Can, can, can you, would you would you mind sharing a success story from the group? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have thousands, a hundred success stories. What's oh, one? Look, here we go right out? here. Look, look. The SIS Summit was the highlight of 2023. I mean. It's fire. So many success stories. I would say um, women that have broken down in tears from being at the summit because they've never been around so many other Black women in sales. Like just, mm. just that transformative experience of like, I'm overwhelmed with emotion. I feel like I found someone who will listen to me. Um, I'm, you know, I no longer have to hide my pressures in my group of friends that maybe have have different jobs that will never understand how I feel at the end of the month, end of the quarter. Yeah. Will never understand, you know, looking at that big zero every quarter and wondering how am I going to get to the top. It's just a different kind of stress and a different kind of pressure. So that often happens. At least several women have this like transformative like breakdown. They walk into the summit and they see everything that's been built for them. And then by the end they're just built right back up. So um it's it's a lot. There's just, there's no like there's so many success stories, and it's really an honorable position to be in to build this. Yeah, but the key, the key word she used, Jared, and we've used this repeatedly on the show. Transformative. You knew where I was going with. Transformative baby. You knew where I was going with a transformative experiences. There it is. You know, you're not giving. You're not giving. Listen, let's be clear. I'm gonna say it because fuck it. We don't hold back on the show. Black folk will show up for some free food and some drink. We can't do it because of the copyrights, but I, I feel proud. I'm proud of that. You know, people will show up for some free food and some free drink, right? Damn right I will. Absolutely, right? <laughs> happy hour is the quickest way to get a motherfucker to come to your video. Listen, we got a free happy hour. You show up, right? But the key word you said is transformative, right? When somebody comes in there and they walk out a different person. Fact. When, like you said, they, when they are overwhelmed by emotion so much that they start to break down with tears of joy, like you have completely changed my life with this event, that is when you know you have got something special. And that's why the community keeps coming out for you and they haven't disappointed you because you continue to provide. 
Listen, I'm, and I'm going to tell you something. That's a very special skill because it's very hard to do a transformative experience once. But to keep recreating this experience, right, where people come year after year and say, I'm still going back next year, that's a gift. And, and I applaud you for that because, you know, it's rare that people can do that. You got to listen to him. You learn something. That's probably right now. That guy's probably right, right now. now. But, but, you know, you know, but, but you, you did it on such a large scale too, sis. First of all, I, I, I've got, I'm going to ask you to, I got to ask you the mama, I made a question, but I want to wait. I want to save that one for later. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. now that we're talking about the event, what go talk about the logistics of running a large scale event. Like what are some things you've learned by putting on such an event of this magnitude? Uh, it takes a year or longer to plan it. Okay. So, you know, um, the venue has to be selected and the scoping and the design and all of the behind the scenes work. Take mm. way longer than you could have ever imagined. Mm. Um, uh, you have to do three things at once. You have to design the event. You have to sell sponsorships for the event. You have to sell tickets to attendees for the event. You, you know, you have to create logistical things, like make sure people know where to go, what to do. Like, there's just a lot involved. Wow. It's not possible without a team. So we have a very amazing team internally. And we have amazing partners and, and agencies that can take something that's in my head and make it real. Like yeah. one of the things, for example, I was like, I know sales conferences have very basic tables with like flyers and yeah. very like stiffy, stuffy people. And they're like, mm -hmm. write your name here and we'll maybe call you back. Maybe a raffle. Oh, sorry about the other pod. That's two. That's two calls. We don't get no calls all day until we start recording. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. So you know what I mean. You go to like a career fair, if you will. It's yep. very boring, very basic. And yep. so I remember telling my agency once, um, the agency is called Makeout. I said, I don't want that. I want a sales conference where there are connections and conversations happening. What if it looked like a cafe where every company had their own little cafe cluster? So like uh -huh. the name of the company is above you. And underneath it is a couch, two chairs, and a barista in the center that serves custom co coffee. And mm. that was birthed out of us knowing, me knowing, that salespeople don't want to feel like a number. They want to feel like they can sit down with you. Yeah. So, you know, th at the time, I knew this was a more expensive way to do a conference. Absolutely. Instead of just a basic table and some flyers, I'm like, Give everyone a couch. Experience. Give everyone a coffee table. Give everyone flowers. Yeah. Because I wanted everyone to... And, you know, it's resulted in hires. It has resulted in companies hiring us because they really get to hear our story. Mm. They don't just see it on a resume. They get to engage with us deeply. Joy, yeah. who's here, as you know, is a recruiter. So she can attest to that. Yeah. And it's mm. that making those changes, which is, I know what I want to see at an event. I have to communicate indicate it to an agency the agency has to actually get it so crystal clear and then execute it that is hard and then they yeah. talk about it you know what yeah. you're talking about and then you have to trust that you are to that you are uh, capable to lead this project so yeah. you know you don't just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you automatically are in a, a leap funnily enough there will be a lot of people that try to test your vision and try to test that you know what you're talking about, but yeah. you do know what you're talking about. So you have to have confidence even internally. So message. Ooh, so they're gonna test your vision. We got a lot of people on Instagram commenting. 
Um, LaShawn said, go to YouTube. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, we, we, we can share it out. LaShawn said, there's not too many transformative experiences because people like to gatekeep information, right? Facts. And, and by you giving out these ideas for how you're running uh, your event, she's saying, like, that's great event information again, you know what I mean? So, again, like, already for people on the Instagram side, what you're telling them is unlocking ideas in their head because they might possibly be thinking about trying to put together an event that you know they can get people to come out to repeatedly or, so or, or even attend and support right like we've got a lot of we got you know a lot of black professional women out here in the new york state Absolutely. new york city you know what i'm saying a lot of women that i've worked with there were teammates colleagues people that like my sisters now that yeah. don't have a safe space they're probably I'm not saying that they don't know or not aware but if they're not aware we're going to make sure they are aware because right. this sounds like an amazing opportunity straight Absolutely. up and down Absolutely. Straight up. And you know, once again, like I'm, I gotta keep harping on it. I know you say you're a B person, but you know, you know what type of organizational mind you have to have to put together an event of that scale. Let's be clear, like we have a home girl. We have a home girl. Cookie, cookie, cookie. if you want cookie. cookie. No, that's cookie. my cookie. You know how you gonna shout out my cookie? We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna see her next week. She does an event um in Florida. And the same thing, right? She she started out small. I'm talking like renting out, like you know, a small space. Yeah. And now she's like, you know, trying to rent out, like you know, almost like the convention center type shit. And same thing, like you, like she puts her everything into yeah, largest it. event in Jacksonville. Largest Absolutely. event. Um, it's something over mimosas, right? What is uh, it? Manifesting over mimosas. Manifesting over mimosas. You know what I mean? And again, you know, we had a conversation with her about being, uh, uh you know, an African American woman. And the struggle in finding funding, number one, right? Finding sponsorship, right? Selling the tickets, finding a team that understands the vision of what you want and helping you create it. You understand what I'm saying? And she, like you said, listen, I, I put a lot of my own money into this. I put all of my personal money into it and my time wow. and my effort. And I nurtured this thing. Um, and what year is she on, Jared? Uh, fourth? A fourth year now, third year, fourth year, something like that. So, yeah, in like third or fourth year. So again, like you know, she didn't quit after the first year. She could like you know, could have took some money and ran. Second year, she got a little bigger. She could have took some money and ran. And just like you said, she kept doubling down you, and doubling you, down. Because you, you, yeah. the way you talk about sales, I know you. You was a president's club. You was a top performer. You know what I mean? I could just tell. Like, you you know. You got the eye. You know what I'm trying to say? So, as a seller, killers respect killers. Right? <laughs> I know what it is. Since I know you could have been making some good bread over there. And you said right. no. You was working at Twitter. You was working at big brands. Right? So, for you to double down on this for the cause, like, fighting that good fight. It's fucking hard to fight the good fight, sis. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I applaud that. You know what I mean? Yes. But, you know... In sales, I had one way of measuring success, which was money. And I'm not saying that that is not important. I know a lot of us get euphoria from making money. And Absolutely. as do I. But I also accessed another way of fulfillment, which is what I'm doing for the company. My own leadership development. My own ability to navigate mm. complicated deals. Like, there were other things that were striking that dopamine response that I never actually knew existed or was within me. And so that's the addiction that comes out of entrepreneurship because we don't go into entrepreneurship initially to be like, we can't be millionaires year one. So we have to find other ways to stay motivated and other ways to feel that rush 
And okay. so I now have where I had as a seller, I had one way of feeling that rush, which was overseeding my quota, buying something nice. Now I have 10 other ways of feeling that rush, breaking, breaking through to someone on my team or getting my vision articulated or a partnership that I won or, you know, becoming solvent enough that I can have a CFO and we can talk about different things. There's so many things that are new and exciting and amazing that comes out of entrepreneurship and difficulty. But imagine if your world became more diverse in the way that you measure success and measure your own growth. That is what people do entrepreneurship for and why they keep getting pulled back into it. Message. Get we, Jared, me and you, we repeat this all the time. Impact over metrics. That's it. Impact over metrics. And that's exactly what you're experiencing. You know your value because you see it in the work that you are doing and the people that are coming to your event and the lives that you are changing. Mm -hmm. That's why that dopamine feeling is coming from so many different areas because you can feel it from so many different areas. Yeah, the money is good, right? The money is good. The money will come. But you are you are out there changing lives and you're actually changing the culture itself because Back. believe it or not, believe it or not, just because you you're doing it at this level, don't think that there's not people under you looking at you, studying you like I'm gonna be the next Chantel. I'm gonna do that. It's that one. <laughs> I'm telling you what it is. And even if, let me tell you, even if and I learned this on this show, I learned this on this show recently. Um, last year, more in my life, I had more people come up to me and I'm talking grownups. Like, yo, I want to tell you something. Like I watched you grow up as a kid that I, I knew what you did as a kid, what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. I've watched I nice. support like you support. I never see you comment. I know I don't comment. I know that, but I'm watching. Yeah. I support you. And I'm, I'm proud of you. Like I'm telling and, and you, so and I'm talking people older than me. So there's a lot of people that's going to be watching you that might not never tell you the impact that you directly had on their life, but believe you're definitely impacting the culture and for the better, yeah. for the better. Right. Because we can also always we always see impact for the culture for the worse. So, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see people of, of, of our color, black and brown people impact the culture for the better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just glad you did. I, as you're thinking, I'm like, damn, we ain't got nothing for the brothers. We ain't got no bros. We made none of my brothers no. holler at me. <laughs> Where my guys at? Yo, yo. yo I'm saying. You know, I got a question. Let me, let me ask you this Pull question. So now let's let's go back into relationship, right? Hmm. Now that you're successful in the business and your boyfriend slash, you know, now fiance has, you know, helped motivate you and support you. Did you offer to bring him into the business now so that you guys can be a partnership in business as well as in, you know, your love life? Did you think about- No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking you. Face that dash, Chantel. It's, well, he's <laughs> he's it's, it's only because- Yeah. He has such a high level of thinking that like, I appreciate the fact that I can, that he sees me in my full self right? Mm. and help me holistically um, be better. And so it would be weird if I were like, here's this one function that I need you to do in this company right. versus right. us being partners in life and we supporting right. each other, you know, as he is a technology professional, there are things that I'm learning from the market that I can bring to the dinner table and say, this is what I've learned. And he can say, 
I think you need to get better at speeches. Here's a book that I gave to you about how to do public speaking. So, you know, I can't, there's no title in a company for that type of partnership that doesn't really exist. It takes someone being able to, to be out of your company and see everything that you are and present solutions to help you become better. And that's what we do for each other. So message. Yeah, more than a title, baby. That's what we talk about. I was a perfect segue. More than a title. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He don't need, he's a part of the board. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. And and like I said, you know, I don't I don't know him personally. I don't know him personally, but you know, just thinking about success in general, right? Just mm -hmm. thinking about success in general. Um, if a person is successful and they end up running or owning or operating, the, you know, their own company, right? You know. A lot of times the natural progression would be to bring your loved ones on so that they can quit their nine to five jobs so that you can give them a more safer space to work in and help nurture them directly and give them an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? To kind of be a part of something different. That, that's all. But I, but that's also very tricky, though, like something like something that you create your own and you bring your, you bring your spouse on into. Now, if something happens within that relationship, it gets super sticky. You know what I'm saying? Like just let you let you rock from afar. You but rock. The, away I, from well, just to clarify, the opposite happened. You know, when mm. I went to take the leap to do this, like un, un unwillingly, somewhat. Right. You know, the mm. deal was do yep. this. I got you for a year. Don't worry about Fire. finding a salary for yourself yet. Fire. Just Fire. build what you need to build. It's so I think like on. hold on. I got I gotta give Mr. War. <laughs> My yeah, salute. Salute, man. Man, look, I gave Mr. Washington, Mr. Washington. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's what that like if we're both yeah. doing something high risk, high reward, there's no foundational safety. Someone mm. has to be, you know, providing the safety net, especially yeah. when you're taking a lot of risk, as you said, Chad. You don't yeah. want me to be in a casino. Yeah. So, <laughs> I will say that, like, at this right, point, yeah. it doesn't make sense, and it probably never will because I like the way our dynamic is. Okay. Um, but it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, hey, I love it. Like I said, you know, just being curious because, again, me and Jared are family. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. we're, we're family. And, you know, I've done business, I, I've run multiple businesses before this business, and I've done business with family before and had a lot of, um, deals not go the way I thought they should have. Let me say it that way, right? Because everybody has their own idea of how the deal should have went. And it could possibly jade you. It could possibly jade you, right? To not do business with loved ones and close ones, again, because you, your experiences before, right? But, you know, I, I say that to say, like, when you see something in somebody, like, you know, when my cousin came to me, and was like, yo, I got this idea, I got this vision, I need you to make it happen. I had already went through those bad experiences before, but like like your um, fiance said, you, you know, it doesn't take long to see the sunshine. I could see the sunshine in my cousin. I could see where he was going. And I knew that he needed somebody that he could trust and somebody that could have his back 100% to help him get to where he was going. Plus, I was doing that for him anyway, so it only made sense. So that's why I brought that up, because we actually, you know, a family and we do business together. No, it ain't, it ain't a, you know a clean slate and an easy way. We're not going to sit here and be like, oh, we never have bad days and we don't argue. And yeah, we do. And sometimes we have disagreements, but we have a general idea of where we want to go and we're, we're solid on that. And we have a general idea of what we're not going to do to, to go down that path. And we're solid on that. Yeah. So everything else will work itself out. And, and, and you know, I love you, bro, but don't ever call me son. Oh.
that about? <laughs> I love you, bro. I didn't like it. I didn't like his tone. Shit, I didn't like his tone. I didn't like his tone. He was like, yo, it was hard to see sunshine. I was like, yo. Oh, oh yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, that was okay. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> he's to the gods. I love that. That's, I mean, look, I yeah. love that the, fam the family connection over there, it makes total sense. But um, contrary to popular belief, like yeah. I love what I built and I love what I do. It is not my life. I am, you know, we're getting married. We're going to have children. Yeah. We're going to move. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like this, th this is partnership beyond work. And that's, and I protect that as Absolutely. much as possible. So I think um, there's a value, there's an exchange there that's I wouldn't put at risk because it's more important to me to, you know, you know, be successful in marriage and more than anything, honestly. That's a fact. Somebody, we were just talking about that. Um, We're going to dive into that later this week, though. We're going to yeah. talk about like the new black community. What does that look Absolutely. like and stuff like that? What What is the curriculum we should be teaching yeah. our kids? What should yeah. there be a curriculum to be a husband and a wife? He said something that was fire, too. What he said um about the school? Um, Not about the school. Well, well, I mean, we talked about the, you know, every culture wearing a uniform and things of that nature, except, yeah, fire stuff. except the, the black culture. But one of the main things, and, and this is why I keep harping on it, because we just spoke about this in depth and it really opened my eyes up to true successes. You cannot tell the, the success story of somebody getting a job or somebody creating a company and, and leave out the relationship factor that has to play into it. Yeah. it. There is a relationship factor that we always leave out of these success stories. And I think this story has to be told because it will show you the balance of how to build a business or how to build a successful career and still have a family and still have a relationship. Because what is the narrative? The narrative is to be successful, you got to be at work and focus so much on work that you can't have a relationship or your family's going to suffer, right? That's the narrative that they play out, especially as you climb the ladder. As you climb the ladder, you make more money, but it's more work because it's more responsibilities involved. So with more work and more responsibilities, something is going to lack. And nine out of 10, it's your relationship or your family. Or the relationship with yourself. Yeah. Or, or that too, self-care. Relationship with, with again. Yeah. Look, there are jobs that are extremely intense that I agree you have to make that trade-off. Going yeah. back to the core career that I think is great for women specifically yeah. is sales because you get to find mutually beneficial times to meet your client. If you're unavailable, your client isn't going to meet with a ghost. You yeah. have to be available and your client has to be available and together you meet. So you can always maneuver around your family, your familial obligations. Yeah. We talk about motherhood. We talk about um, fertility. We talk about health at the at the summit. We talk about things that are beyond sales at times because it's important. And after a certain level, you build enough equity within your company. That's the other thing about sales yeah. that I like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're bringing in the money. Yep. So that means you get to make some rules, some, not all, some. Right. And with that power, you can continue to create an environment that benefits your entire life. And, you know, it's not, you're not an entrepreneur because you're not taking all the risk, but you're still almost acting like a mini CEO where you know your business well enough that you cater it to where to make it work for your life. Yeah. And if you're a surgeon, if you are any type of high intense job that does not exist if there's yeah. showing up 
that's not the world or the lifestyle that I want to have for myself as a CEO, as a wife, as a future mother. That's not it. I want to, you know, I'm like, we talked about relationships. Yeah. I am very in tune Mm -hmm. with relationships. I don't overwater them or underwater them. I know when to step in and when to pull out, which means I'm not overworking myself all the time. And the better that you are at navigating relationships, the more effective and efficient you will be with your time. You may Mm. secure a deal over a text message that takes 20 seconds versus banging your head against the wall for eight hours calling a bunch of random people. You just have to know how to marry your time, efficiency, using relationships as currency. I'm just, <laughs> no, you know, you know what you said in my line. I've never heard anybody ever say relationships are currency. That's the yeah. I've always used that. Yeah, I'm you're the only other person I've ever yeah. heard say that line. Yeah, I love that. And, yeah, you know, yeah. like you said, the flexibility of working in sales too. Sis, yeah. it wasn't. It just started like that too with the pandemic. Now it's more flexible. Clients understand. I remember before we had to go to office, it was very stringent and yeah. it was a little less. You know what I'm saying? But now you can actually create that. But if you like you said, if you're a performer. Yeah. You come in like LeBron, you know, <laughs> I got my own schedule, you know what I mean? I took my own private bus to the game, you know what I'm saying? We chilling. Jared, he's good. You know what I'm saying? He's four straight quarters, four straight quarters in a row. You ain't got to worry about him. So you got to perform, y'all. But if yeah. you don't perform, he's going to put his foot on your neck. Yeah. <laughs> I like to perform. I like to perform because I like being left alone. So I'm like, exactly. let me perform. <laughs> and I'll do what I have to do. That's, that's the key right there, man. I'm telling you, like, one of my issues with working for other people is exactly what you said, Chantel. Like, I have a, it's like the biggest pet peeve of mine about work. When I go to work and I, I don't do anything half-assed. Like, if I'm not, if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing that shit at all. I don't give a fuck. But if I do it, I give my all. So I hate the fact that I will go to work and Jared say the same thing. Mm-hmm. We'll go to work. Like you said, top performer. I'm busting my ass and I'm getting paid the same as fucking Larry the lawnmower. You understand what I'm saying? I don't even do shit. Hide, hide, hide in the closet a lot of times and take 15 coffee breaks. and Like I, that shit, it bothers me. It bothers or, me. Or for context, because like you're a salesperson, Chantel. Yeah. My big beef with corporate America was when I developed the personal brand, right? And I was yeah. generating millions of impressions, right? Mm-hmm. It was okay for the brands to parade me and utilize my brand that I developed to generate my own revenue for their greater good, right? Like, I, I hated that. And if that's yeah. the case, why am I being paid the same as John Smith, the salesperson who's not putting in his work to build those yeah. relationships and build that currency? Yeah. I was like, what is that value, right? But the problem is they don't know how to value it. Who's you know? They? You mean the, the people that are doing the work or the company? No, no, the, are... the, the actual corporations, oh, right? Yeah. That level of investment. Like in certain cases, yes, some will understand. Like for instance, I was at my old company. It was like, yeah, um, we want you, we would love you to start our podcast, right? They were using my post for like the Buffalo Massacre. And I'm like, what? That's odd. We have a whole CEO. I would love to know what you think. You know what I mean? Even though that's like, you know what I mean? I don't mind it. Give me a little look, but like, what does that really mean, right? And you wanted me to start your podcast. I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds really great. I could do more than a title. I could do your podcast. I need 10 grand. Straight up the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a, uh, we thought, uh, what the, what's the, what's, the, what's all that for? <laughs> you thought I was going to do this shit for free? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. See, again, on Instagram, they're saying, they're saying that, that this is extremely annoying, right? People aren't the same. Their work ethic is not the same. Pay somebody what they are worth. 
pay oh. them their value. If they're if they're going above and beyond, then pay them above and beyond. You know what I mean? And that's why, like certain jobs, I'm gonna be honest, Chantel, like certain jobs. I knew in my life as a little kid, I could never do certain jobs. I don't give a fuck how much money they made because I knew my personality would not allow me to thrive in that workspace. And I'm like, if I take that job, I'm not going to last. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to, cause I knew I was going to, you know, kick buck the system and, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm not going for that. So, you know, yeah. See Tiffany, like facts, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, sales again, sales is a great, a great you know space for people to work but like i said you gotta want to do it because if you come with that passion and that energy you will very easily separate yourself from the masses you know what i mean so we you know we've been talking now i want to lighten this up just a little bit we've been talking about the work and the building and stuff like that I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie right you know i never i never met kerry washington and um you know i'm, I'm i watch scandal i watch scandal you know how did it? He's a big, he's a big, you know, superstars into our community, like Kerry Washington, Taraji. They are champions for the culture for women. How did that moment feel to be able to say that you were able to book these people to come and speak at your event as a keynote speaker? What was that feeling? And, and, and part two yeah. to, to piggyback, yeah. what was their yeah. reaction to seeing what you created? Yeah. yeah. Wow, those are good questions. Yeah. Um how did it feel to do it? So, yeah. I mean, first it was painful because we are, right. you know, we, we're not asking for handouts. So we're, yeah. we're giving people their fees. Yeah. And I had to kind of balance between, is this something that we should invest in? Um, but then specifically with her, I knew she had a book coming out. And I also knew she was from the Bronx and I'm from the Bronx. And I am just we outside. And I know what it takes to build in a space where you don't see a lot of builders or you do see a lot of builders, but there's other mental health, all kinds of issues going on around you. And it's yeah. really difficult to stay the course. So it, it's not just when you're thinking about talent, it's not just like, oh, let's just put something shiny on this conference is what is this person going to bring to these people? And how does this yeah. make sense? Absolutely. And so from the Bronx has an amazing book about her life. And those two things together, I was like, this is someone who is, the quintessential woman who's attending this event, yeah, opening up, being honest, being raw. Her book is really good. If you haven't read it, it's called Thicker Than Water. We talked about some of the things that she went through as a child, all the way up to adulthood. And um, another, I was very thankful that the person who moderated that discussion was a mentor of mine, another woman from the Bronx where their parents knew each other. And so there's a lot more to it than just picking a random celebrity and say, just go talk to the people. Yeah. I still have a vision that I want the things to make sense. And this made sense. And being there with her and I'm sitting across from her and I'm asking her questions and I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing. Look at us. Look at where we've come. Look at what we've done. Yeah. You know, and I... we don't want to say it, but we can feel it. And we're looking in each other's eyes and we can feel it. And so... Um, for me, I also decided to do a, um, a side interview. I did an interview, not on stage, but just for a camera behind the scenes, because my 
energy with her wasn't really about um, questions for the audience. It was really a moment of gratitude and thankfulness and seeing each other. And I had my mentor who I said is from the Bronx who knew her family ask questions in front of the entire audience. And I also, you know, last year or the year before I did, I was a question person for Taraji. I was the one that interviewed her on the stage and it was okay. You know, it was a really good conversation. He was really good, you know, but I was like, I know when to step away from a space that I'm, I'm not a journalist. Right. And I, I can bring this experience together, but I know when I should be doing a certain thing and when I shouldn't. So when I had my mentor and Carrie together on the stage and I was sitting in the front row and I was watching how these two women were talking and I was like, that I'm so happy that that was not me. Not because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, but I'm not, that's not my skill. I, I know that that is not, I'm not on earth to be a journalist. I'm on earth to do something completely different. So when she and I had these had this special moment behind the scenes that only we shared, it was everything that I could have wanted out of that experience. Message! You beat me to it. Message! I didn't even like had to let go of the button. It was <laughs> that's fire, man. I- that's fine. First of all, I, I love it more that you're from the Bronx, big Bronx, right. big, yeah, Bronx big Bronx energy, big Bronx, big Bronx energy. energy. You know, yeah. I love that. Big Bronx energy. So, but it, but it, I got to I got to say too, if you need some brothers, to, you know, to moderate, we curators of the culture out here. You know what I'm saying? You call on your brother. You know what I mean? Call on your brother, and because we got to pay some bills, we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I know the vibes with that said, John. QR codes. Yeah, I might not be in next week unless you buy a hoodie, <laughs> buy a shirt, buy a beanie, buy a course, come through, pull up. You got up. the beanies up already? <laughs> we got the beanies up. We got the dad hatch. You don't even got to be a dad to get the hat. But in five, four, three, two, and we out of here. <laughs> oh, no, he's out of control, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to, Chantel, I just want to let you know, you know, I love him, but sometimes I just be like, what the f- is wrong with this guy? Am I getting me or what? Uh, who who gonna who gonna promote you better than you, right, Chantel? Who gonna promote you better than you? It's so, so true. I, 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 I would love to do something too. Yeah. Um, as far as women's women's month is coming up, right in March, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you have any sisters that you know, what I'm saying, I know you have a, a, a big network of the sisters. Absolutely. Sisters want a platform? Come tell their story. Talk about sales. Talk about their experiences. Be unfiltered. Be raw. Please let them know they have a safe face here. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Let me, let me build on that because what we were thinking about doing, um, and we're really going to try to implement this um, for the month of March. You know, women's Women's Month. We want to just have all women all month long. Normally, we have women and men on our show. Uh, there is no preference who goes first. It's just how you know how we book based on everybody's schedule. But we would love to have all women all month long in March and just empower the women out there, black and brown women, and just really showcase the powerfulness that lies within our culture with the stories that are not being told. That's what, you know, so that's what we're going to try to do. Definitely. We'll definitely help there. So just let me know the details. Um, yeah. I think Joy is still with us. She would be an amazing person. Joy, oh, okay. Joy, Joy got the brand. Joy, Joy do a thing. She now she went to LinkedIn. She she outside yeah. on the LinkedIn streets. That's okay. My, we might have to get Joy on the show. Joy. Yeah. Well, you better know how to pronounce my name before you come on the show. <laughs> User four six five seven. User four six five seven. So okay, so let's lighten it up a little bit, Chantel. You know, I know we're coming up on time. So, you know, you've taken this amazing journey. Um, 
and you know you are growing and glowing we like to say you are growing and glowing and you're running this business and you know you have a great supporting uh cast for you know family what does Chantel like to do to just relax now a away from the business what do you like to do to kind of just let your hair down and say okay you know I need a breather because let me tell you something work is good right grinding is good but we also as black and brown people need a stress release some type of release valve that we use to calm down and kind of decompress what do you like to do when you're feeling like you need to decompress okay i like to cook different recipes i see on tiktok okay what, what's, uh, what's, the illest, what's the illest dish you've cooked from right. tiktok illest dish okay listen okay I'm first generation I'm, <laughs> so let me just be clear so i'm first generation american okay right my family's from the caribbean so i've been on a cook and, and so my fiance's from the south so i've been okay. on a learn how to cook southern food tip okay. so i made shrimp and grits for the first time for him recently okay. and i make like all the things like that southern classic sweet potato pie like this is fascinating to me right. so i'm making all of those foods because i grew up with yam and this and that and like those <laughs> you know the yam i'm about to say you are you a patty you a patty right now i didn't even <laughs> notice the first thing i said was oxtail tacos I said that's an oxtail taco. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Yeah, I said oxtail call. tacos. Huh? I said that was a good call. And that was the first yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know I love I love oxtail. I love. I've been watching TikTok and it's like they're making oxtails into fucking everything now. They, they are. They are. They are. So yeah. I'm like, Who I'm know? learning all the classics. Right. Okay. And, you know, he gets to be a great like tester because I'm like trying it all. And it's that's dope. awesome. That's okay. like my favorite thing is, is to test the recipes. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Does, does he does he cook? Do you guys do like um, cooking venues together? Do you guys take like cooking classes together, like date night? Let's go to a cooking class or something oh, like that. Oh, that's a good idea. We haven't done that yet, but he taught me a lot of okay. all of the, of the Southern and American food okay. um, and how to make different things. And, and it's been helpful for me to kind of like, now at this point, I think I'm making it better than he is because I'm practicing often. Only one way to find out. At this point, because I'm doing it so often, but yeah, um, no, right. cooking, I'd love to go away. Obviously, you know, right. people like to different change of scenery. Um, so somebody, somebody on Instagram asks, how do you like the American uh, Southern dishes as compared to the traditional, uh, maybe Caribbean dishes that you might have been used to? Well, it's very tasty. So I like it because it has a lot of seasonings. And like okay. Caribbean food has seasoning too, but we make a lot of fresh seasoning like thyme and we'll, yeah. we'll like blend green seasonings together and all of that. So like there's a world where I'm like, I could eat this plate of, as they call it, low vibrational plate. Low this vibrations. Like, right. Yeah, low vibrations. Yeah. Yams, collard greens, fried chicken, all that stuff. It is amazingly good because I wasn't able to have that growing up. So like, I love it. Um, can't eat too much of it, I guess, because it's really not the best <laughs> Right, right, right. But I, I mean, I also like, I know why, I see why it's called comfort food. It's comfort Absolutely. Food. It's comforting. You gotta, you gotta you know, to catfish. <laughs> yeah, like I need to make that. After a long day, it's like you have this plate of really amazing food and it just yeah. makes you feel good. Absolutely. And it's that moment of just like, you know, peacefulness so i i mean 
it's not a forever thing, but I, I certainly really love it right now. Peaceful, it's the itis. Shit. I don't know, this brother, this sister got this brother hungry, fucking starving now. Ain't <laughs> you shit? I'm gonna be honest, man. You know, I, I wouldn't be going nowhere either, man. You know, she making money, she doing her thing, she coming home cooking for a motherfucker every night. I I'm not got going this recipe straight from the colonel, motherfucking double gonna... double flour chicken <laughs> breast. I'm gonna, up, I'm gonna put up that video, say, "Yup, she mine." And I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely love it. Go ahead, Jay. You was gonna say something? Oh no, no, no! I just said oh, so, you know, Jay, Jay, Jay normally likes to ask this question, and he said he was gonna save it for you. Um, so what is what is now? You're building this company. What does the mountaintop look like for you, right? What what is the pinnacle point where you're gonna sit back and say? I have achieved and allow yourself because you don't seem like a person that kind of dwells on your yeah. successes. It seems like you keep moving. But when are you going to sit back and allow yourself to say, wow, this is what I've created and sit back and, and admire? You know, what, what does that point look like for you? That's a great question. Um, hmm. You know, I think the, the OK, so I think what what would be the best thing for me is the company operating efficiently, and I can be even further and further and further away from the weeds, you know, like where, you know, when you have a amazing vision, sometimes people don't know how to operationalize it so that they maximize the scale of that vision. If you have, you could have a billion dollar vision, but only know how to operate a company that does several thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. It would be a dream for like the the magnitude of the vision and the revenue potential of the vision can um, be actualized by the team. And I can take more and more steps back and be able to go on longer vacations. Yeah, and cool. I don't feel like there's money left on the table. No, they're operating at the fullest capacity and efficiently as much as possible. And that would be like everything. Fire. But I you know, I, I'm going to have to piggyback off of that, sis, yeah. because when George Floyd happened, you were 20X, and we talk about DEI is dead and some of these right. initiatives that we're not getting the funding that we should once got, right? Like, was yeah. it performative? Have you seen that happen with your business? Right. Um. Well, yes, but not as not the way you're describing it. Like, I've seen conversations shift slightly, but at the end of the day, the economics of like where we're at now um, as an economy, as American economy, we're focusing on bouncing back. Yep. And yep. people that know how to do that are salespeople. So we are so <laughs> important and yeah. necessary. So, I missed it. I was late on it, but that was real. <laughs> we're not in the same kind of like um, D&I uh, disruption per se, because you know my value proposition to a company is, you want salespeople, we have salespeople. It shouldn't matter what they look like, right? These are overproducing, excellent salespeople. Mm. Create the opportunities, let's make it happen. And so, you know, companies right now and the entire economy is focusing on rebuilding, getting back on the horse, getting the monies in, getting the revenue in, and why not us? So why not, we're us? not in the same, that's not affecting us in the same way. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? And I know my last question is, when the hell are we doing an event for the Bronx? If there's yeah. one thing you could do for the Bronx yeah. to help better our community, what would it be, Chantel? I would love to, well, okay, I had a dream when I was like in my um, 18, like early adult. I wanted to create a business center to just help 
local entrepreneurs with all the things they needed to survive. Like I, in, in my future life or even now, it's everything one-stop shop. It's accounting, it's legal services, it's marketing, it's sales. You got to stop, you got to stop. You got, I got to cut well, you off. While we're laughing, we you know have, I'm going to send, send you the clip after this. We're going to send you the clip. That's what we're doing. Verbatim what you just said. Verbatim. No. Verbatim. Let me know how I can help. No, no, let's do it. We we are going to get together on this thing verbatim. We have told numerous amount of guests that is our pinnacle. That is what we so create. The Bronx, you are saying it verbatim. That's crazy. That big Bronx energy, right there. Big Bronx energy, energy, right? You see, yes, you are right. Because I that that's amazing. That's that's so. Just so you know, we're working on we're working on getting a a venue now, um, and we can talk about this behind the scenes later. Um, me and Jared is, are working on getting a venue now to bring black creators and black entrepreneurs together. And, you know, the events that we want to throw, we want them to be very immersive. So they're intimate. Right. We don't want somebody to just, you know, get on stage. And then when they get off stage, you can't talk to them. They disappear. They got security. You know, we're not doing that. If you can't come down and, you know, maybe have like a t- uh, uh uh, interview on stage and then get off and actually meet the people and talk to the people and interact with the people. We don't want you. You understand what I'm saying? We want an immersive experience where everybody can come together in a safe space, learn from each other, network and build. If we keep, you know, if we can cultivate that, I think we can just have some amazing things come from that. That's it. Well, I'm yeah. in your corner. Yeah. Um, you know, so just let me know how I can absolutely what I can do. Do me a favor, real quick, Chantel. Um, if you could put your number in the private chat, I'll create a a, a, a group chat. chat between me, you, and Jared. Um, we always create a group chat with our guests, and also we want to extend this to you. So, if you've ever seen anybody, and this is what we do on this show, if you've ever seen anybody uh, on this show that you would like to connect with, uh, please let us know because we force the relationships, and and we we're big on just making sure that we're building our community because that this is what this is community building. So if there's anybody on this show that you want to meet or you might want to link up with, just let us know, and we can 99.9 percent put that together. We've done it Absolutely. at least six seven times in the last two weeks alone, and I'm talking yeah. like just one phone call. And, and we extend the invites for you pulling Absolutely. up, showing love, giving game. Absolutely. Let us know. We can get drinks, dinner, you know, on us. Yeah. Let's, Let's make yeah. sure that we we keep building this because I want to do something. Yeah, she, you still in New York? Um, yes. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, BX Lobster. We go to BX Lobster. What's up? Oh, the, I've never been there. Oh, BX Lobster. Oh, no, there it is. There it is. Set it up. We gotta, I love you. gotta listen to him. I want to say thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to tell my story in a different way. Um, I would love to be a support for you, but also to all the women and specifically the women of color in that's listening, I, I would love to invite you to join our membership and learn and, you know, be a part of this ecosystem because I think that that's so important. Sales is a life skill. You may not be like, you know, a super sales professionally minded as I am right now, but if you are still trying to understand how to communicate effectively to win deals for life, we should definitely have you in our community so do me a favor make sure please let the people know how they can get in contact with you where they can find you and if you have any type of text information like a link or anything chat and we'll definitely put it up um, once we post the show so that anybody that that views the show afterwards can have access yeah when we have that when we post the clip shot we're gonna have the link to the group we got the link in the group in every comment so make sure you look at the comments 
Shout out yeah. to our sister Joy too. So if you want to get into breaking the tech, she also yeah. works with Chantel. We will help you. They will give you resources, give you information to help you break into the industry, y'all. Right. Let's make this thing happen. But wait, but wait. We're gonna say this, and we always say this all the time. Chantel is a businesswoman. You understand? She's a family person. Do not waste this woman's time, right? Fact Come so. correctly, right? Don't do yourself a disservice and don't do us a disservice by bringing this to you guys and you drop the ball. When you contact this sister, you don't got to be perfect, but have your ducks in a row and be ready to work and be ready to do what's needed to do to allow you the ability to move forward. Do not waste this sister's time. That's not what we're doing over here. Well, right? she got brothers now. Stop playing with her. <laughs> Stop playing with her. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't want Mr. Washington on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stop playing with her. You know so, you know, we, we appreciate you for coming out, Chantel. You know, um, thank you so much. I, I definitely look forward uh to meeting you in person right. and, and brainstorming with you. I believe that we are definitely gonna do some great things together. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. And I wish the blessings on both of you. And uh, we're connected now, so we'll stay in touch. That's, That's it. It's love. It's love. Yeah, it's love from next. Oh, yeah. next week we got Doug Melville. Yeah, Doug Melville, DEI legend, best selling author of Invisible Generals. He's been on Breakfast Club, all the big publications. His brother yes. is a down to, bro uh, down to earth brother fighting a good yes. fight, just like we all are here. So make sure you tune in. And February yes. 1st, fan appreciation. Fan make sure y'all pull up. Y'all want to come get Message. Want to yeah. get one of these? Come pull yeah. up, man. Support your business. Shout your business out. Let us know what's Absolutely. going on. And we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna do what we do. Y'all know what it is. And listen, we 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 are out. We going to uh we fly out on Thursday. We fly out on Thursday. Anybody in the Orlando area, uh, we will be at the Podfest Summit uh at the uh, Intercontinental. If anybody you know is in the Orlando area and you want to come hang out with us, you want to come learn about podcasting, or you just want to come say hello, man, and, and chop it up. Hang out. Yeah, man. You know, we get turned you know, it into a movie last year. That's, that's a fact. We actually turned that shit upside down. I'm in the hookah spot. I had on the shoulders working. We turned that shit up. They know us. The neighbors know our name. <laughs> we outside, yeah. That's why we speaking at the event. That's why we speaking this shit. We love y'all, man. We growing and glowing. This show cannot be possible without you guys. More than the title, man. We see you guys later. Thank you, Chantel. Another banging episode. Heard it all, oh, what you know about me?